Welcome to the Michael Glum Show, where we talk about things you don't want to talk about. We talk about sex. We talk about politics. We talk spirituality and substance abuse. Join us by calling 800-699-0980. Think, speak, and be heard. Here now is Michael Glum. truck to come around and it was the freezer fresh truck and uh, we used to go ahead and run out into the street and buy some ice cream and that was in the olden days uh, when I was but a kid I'm not that uh, much of a kid anymore uh, maybe at heart a little bit but that's it hey it's been a while since I've been actually doing any of this stuff on the air um, I want to welcome everyone back um, 
actually i'm coming back and i want to welcome everyone back to this show uh, feel free to give us a call uh, tonight we did have some phone issues earlier but i think they're all rectified uh the number here is 800-699-0980 800-699-0980 about three weeks ago comcast crapped out in my house here so i couldn't do a broadcast and then i had uh, family in for the next two weeks um i had a really really good thanksgiving everything was really awesome there's so much that's gone on i mean so many things um uh, that have that have the news cycles just go nuts i, I mean it's really crazy um so I want to do a couple of just quick hits, and then I think we can get into the show proper. Uh, again, the number here, if you want to join us tonight, is 800-699-0980. Uh, quick hits. We have, uh, you know, last Friday when I heard Brian Ross talk on ABC News about what was happening with Trump, I said, man, that's pretty bad news. However, it is the mainstream media now, and also Brian Ross is an absolute liar and uh and basically does whatever he can. Uh, this is pretty cool, actually, what happened there. He just creates a big havoc. The stock market drops. It's dangerous. People lose money. But he really doesn't care because as far as he's concerned, he's just creating some muck, muck-raking crap, which is what he's known for and what he does. So my first thought was, well, it's Brian Ross. It's not going to be that big a deal. And as it turns out, it wasn't that that big a deal. Um, he just lied because basically he can go ahead and, and do that. And don't uh, don't think that the people at ABC uh, uh, were shocked. Oh, oh my God. You know, this is the liberal thing, which I really, really, I'll talk about a little bit, but this is, oh my God, we're so shocked. Oh, how could, how could he have said that? And we'll have to retract it. And that doesn't happen. As a matter of fact, there's almost no news network right now that's mentioning this retraction. But basically, he just lies to create revenue for the uh, station, and they actually just gave him, um, you know, they suspended him for the month. So he got a Christmas bonus, you know. He doesn't have to work now. He can go home and enjoy himself through Christmas, as, as if ABC d didn't realize that this is a problem, you know. I mean, so it's just nuts. It, it's nuts. It's just all Trump BS. Um, it's crazy with all of that, because uh, what's happening, I think, with Trump is... Uh, you know, we can talk about Flynn also. Oh, Flynn, Flynn, we forgot about him. Well, he's part of the story, actually, the Brian Ross story is about Flynn. Um, but, you know, uh, I think that the Russian collusion escapade is coming to a very quick end. Uh, no, no, there's, there's no evidence for that. It never happened. It never will happen. And, you know, it's, I got to tell you, though, that there are people that wake up every single morning in the media, all of them, all of them, ABC, NBC, CNN. Uh, I'm missing a couple of them, which I get, that's okay. But uh, all, all these guys, they are, there are people, they are just so horrified still that they lost the election to an outsider yet. Absolutely horrified that there are people who just, they wake up every single day saying, this is the day we're going to get Trump. This is the day we're going to get Trump. This is the day we're going to get Trump. And if it's not one thing, it's the next. If you notice, it's that, well, if collusion doesn't work, well, then maybe they'll try obstruction of justice. And if that doesn't work, maybe they'll try something with, uh, um, you know, sex, because that's going to be the, the brunt of my show, because I like sex. So I like talking about it. But this is not going to be very pleasant stuff when we get to it. But so, you know, the media just wants to go ahead and they want to relish the day when someone can go ahead and take that dagger and jam it through Trump's heart, figuratively, of course. But that's what and their lives are built on this. They wake up every morning hoping for this because they believe their own nonsense. It's like someone with bad breath not realizing they have it. You know, they think they're fine. 
they're fine. And there's no way you're going to convince somebody otherwise. There is absolutely no way that, that Trump won this election. There had to be collusion. There had to be something going on that got him there. He could never have done it by himself. It had to be the Russians. 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 You say that enough, and their political base believes this. And when things don't go well, it just it kind of solidifies people who like Trump and all the Trumpites out there. Uh, for me, Trump, um, you know, he's doing okay. I mean, I really want him to drain the swamp and go ahead and change some law uh, so that we have a government from now on that actually is for the people and not for their pockets. Um, I don't know how good a job he's doing with that. He's doing okay with some other things, obviously. Um, the new tax thing, to me, what a feckless bunch of dolts we have in the House of Representatives and in, in the Senate. You want to go ahead and do a fair tax thing? Junk the code entirely. The IRS is a Gestapo agent. That's all that they do. I mean, ask Lois Lerner. And if you ask her, she may plead the fifth, of course, but, but you should ask her about that. Make a flat tax. Make a government sales tax. Do something that affects everyone equally without the need for a massive bureaucracy to police you, terrorize you, and put you in jail or take all your money away. That's what the IRS is. Internal Revenue Service? Who do they service? It's ridiculous. But we have feckless, spineless, jelly-like politicians. And again, I have to remind everyone it's made of two poly, but many, and tick, blood-sucking creatures. So, you know, politics, politicians, and that's what they do. That's all that they know what to do. You want to make a fair tax code? Get rid of it. Get rid of it in its entirety and go ahead and a 15% flat tax, 25% for our businesses. 15 personal, and that's it. Done. No deductions. These guys don't want that. They want the deductions. They want the loopholes. They want all these things to go through. Um, you know, there's no final bill yet. I did look at the comparisons between the House and the Senate, and there's some things on one on each side that I like, and some things I don't. One thing that I was out, outraged about is is the fact that that students can't, according to the House, I think the Senate is okay with this, but the House is not. They want to remove the deduction for people who are paying student loans. How dare they? How dare they? It's ridiculous. You know, it should happen. Since most of the universities make billions or millions of dollars annually, they don't pay any taxes. Let's get them to pay some taxes. And let's go ahead and get that money then to go ahead and fund true education for people in this country already. Enough with this crap. There are too many people that get a break that deserve none of it. And there are too many people that deserve the break that get none of it. That needs to be leveled out. Um, also, the, the, the fact that, um, that not only educational institutions, but churches, synagogues, religious institutions also pay zip. You know who's supposed to be helping people that have a sob story? Not the government. Churches, synagogues, and all that. You know, the government can be responsible for many, many things, but every single horrible thing that goes on with people personally, that's not the government's uh, place to go ahead and intervene. That's where churches, again, and synagogues, and these religious institutions are supposed to be helping. Get rid of their tax-exempt status, too. Let them start to pay. They have many assets. They have many earnings. They have many holdings. Let them start to pay for stuff. Enough with the nonsense. Enough with this nonsense, with the tax stuff. It's ridiculous. 
But that's uh, where we are now. Uh, hopefully, this helps people. I, know from, I got news for you. From when I look at it, I don't think it's going to help me at all. I don't think it's going to help most people at all. I think it will help those that are borderline indigent poor and those who are extremely wealthy. You know, uh, and I have no problem with the wealthy getting tax breaks. I mean, they pay most of the taxes. So, who do you give the tax break to? The people that pay, don't pay any. You can't give a tax break to someone who doesn't pay anything. You know, and that's uh, always a democratic call. Oh, it's welfare for the rich. Well, they sure as hell know about welfare. And as much as they go ahead and say all this stuff, they want the loopholes too. Because they're millionaires and they're making a ton of money. So you have uh, not only this tax thing, but then the percentages. Who pays what percent and who pays what the other percent? I mean, I don't know why um, it is, but Trump paid a bigger percent uh, in 2016 than uh, Obama did who paid a bigger percent than Bernie Sanders did. All these people are very, very wealthy. Why would that change so much? And that has to do with how much you can garnish in terms of loopholes and things that the average guy can't afford to do, hire all these expensive accountants and, uh, and tax attorneys to go ahead and find all these things, put your investments in certain places where you can't find them, all sorts of nonsense that the rich do. And who is the rich? The political cartel. And that means Republicans and Democrats. Republicans are, uh, you know, nobody in the political elite, and that is exactly what they are. No one in that elitist group wants to see Trump succeed. How can an outsider do better than us? Impossible. After all, we're Harvard grads, and we know we've, you know, look at all the experience we have screwing up this entire country and creating twenty trillion dollars in debt. All of a sudden now, Janet Yellen says, oh, we have 20, 20 trillion in debt. Where was she the last couple of years? You know, I mean, this is new all of a sudden. All of a sudden now the government's decided, gee, we have to be prudent with our money. All of a sudden they're realizing all sorts of things that you would have known if you were running this place moons ago. Just to remind you again, I've stated it very, very often, but you should know, uh, you know, um, a trillion seconds ago, seconds ago, a trillion seconds ago is approximately 36,000 years ago. That's the size of the number we're talking about for one trillion. 20 trillion? Can't even imagine that. How do you let the government get to be that way? You get the government to be that way because basically what the government does is they don't take their money, they take your money, and they don't spend it on themselves, they spend it on someone else. So, uh, you know, uh, Milton Freeman always had, a, you know, he talked about four ways of handling money. One was basically if it's your money, you spend it on yourself. You're very careful that way. Very, very careful with your money, you know. You're very careful because you want to buy the best quality thing for yourself, and it is your money that you actually earned. So there's a high demand for you to be aware of what is going on. The next scenario would be that you have your money, but you can spend it on someone else. Buy a birthday gift for someone, you know. Something like that. Well, that that's different now because you're going to limit the amount of money that you're going to use and the quality of the object may or may not be important to you. But there's way, way less concern because the bottom line is whatever this present or prize is, you're not using it. It has nothing to do with you. So there's a less of a concern with that. Okay. Then you get into the point where now you can go ahead and uh, you're going to take someone else's money and spend it on yourself. Well, that's like, uh, you know, your corporate uh, bonus card. You're going to go out and have a goddamn good lunch on that one. 
because it's not your money, period. And you're going to spend it on yourself. So you'll take someone else's money and just spend it on yourself as, as, as you see fit. And, and that, that uh, you know, other, other than the accounting that your boss might give you on a card like that, if you're actually doing something uh, business-wise like that, um, there's very, very little concern on your part as to how someone else's money gets spent on you. And then there's the last one. The last one is when someone takes someone else's money and spends it on someone else. With that, that's called the United States government. And with that, there's absolutely no concern about anything because it's not their money. So they don't care how much of it gets lost, how much of it gets saved, how much of it goes to the right place. And then they're going to just dole it back to someone else. And they don't care about the effects of that either. They just throw money at it which is a very democratic way to be and a Republican way to be since George Bush. I mean, you know, the, the size of the government didn't decrease during George Bush. It got bigger. So uh, there's very, very little difference in terms of that f facet of, of government that, that's different between the, the, uh, uh, between the parties. I mean, someone's not existed. But basically, if you're taking someone else's money and spending it on someone else, you have no regard for it at all. There is no accountability. That's why there's no accountability in, uh, at all in, in government. It just does not exists anymore. Um, I hope folks had a really good Thanksgiving. I did. I had my kids come in from, uh, from Los Angeles, home of the liberals, the left coast. And I had some friends come in from New Jersey, another <clears throat> liberal leaning, leftist leaning state. And uh, did we have New York represented too? I don't know. Maybe, but I did talk to some, you know, I, I hate and I don't like to, and I always tell people I don't want to talk about politics, but sometimes people ask me different questions because they, you know, I research things maybe a little bit more than the average guy, you know, um, and I have to tell you, uh, my, my extremely liberal, and they're not, they don't think they're extremely liberal, but my, my liberal kids from, uh, one of them from LA, one of them from New Jersey, they live in a different land, a different world. They actually believe CNN, the cesspool network. They believe it. They live by it. They are so uninformed. First of all, they get angry. Upset. Everything's angry and upset. And everything just goes, one well, what about this? And he lied about this. You got to slow them down. With relatives, I don't, I don't do a talk show with them. It's not worth my time and the aggravation and that these are people that I am going to be close with and it's not going to make a difference really what my political bent is. I'm not going to go give up on my sister-in-law or, or nephew or anybody else because they have a, or son or anything like that because they have a different political belief than me. But I got to tell you, they, it's like the Democrats took the bullshit fishing reel and hooked them. Absolutely hooked them. They believe the tirade, oh yeah, Trump, Trump, yeah, the Russians, the Russians fixed the election, you know, because Trump, and we colluded with them. Well, you know, of course, that's not true. It never will be true. There's no evidence. It's been going on for over a year and a half uh, to try to find things. There's been Senate uh, investigations. I think the House, you have Mueller, the, uh, the uh, Clinton crony uh, um, who should be re recusing himself because of his past involvement with a couple of things that these people know nothing about. I ask them. Do you know anything uh, about uh, Uranium One, about that, that dealing with them? No, nothing at all. 
nothing at all. What well, one of them said, oh, yeah, that's that thing. That's that thing that like a bazillion people signed off on and they're trying to put it on Clinton. You know, you ought to learn by now. If you remember, there were 17 intelligence agencies that said that Trump was colluding with the Russians. That's not how it works in government. There aren't 17 agencies that decide something, and there aren't hundreds of people that sign off on something. The big wigs make the decision, maybe two or three people, and then everyone else rubber stamps it. That's how the government works. That's how it works. There is no consensus in everyone doing this. It's just the same nonsense that goes on and just goes on and just goes on. Um, and uh, so, so these people believe, oh, the uranium one thing, that's a bunch of nonsense, if they even know about it. I'd say two out of three, uh, you know, tiny statistics, 65% had no idea about this. No idea, have no idea, what is Fusion GPS? You ever hear of that? No. They continue to listen to mainstream media thinking that it's actual news when, as Brian Ross has showed us, it's actually just nonsense for the most part. It's a group of people that want to hurt a duly elected president who is in office and get rid of him. That's their goal. They don't really care how they do it. They don't really care if they're going to lie about it. They don't care about anything about it other than trying to get Trump out. And if it's not from Russian uh, uh, collusion, which it's not going to be, it'll be uh, obstruction of justice with Flynn. Or if not that, it'll be they're trying to get this sex, whole sex thing going on so that because Trump even mentioned uh, a, a derogatory about a woman's genitals, that even if you just mention it, if you just mention it, then you should be thrown out of office. Of course, unless it's there, folks, which we'll get into. That's going to be the brunt of the show. Um, so I do want to thank everyone for listening and uh, we're going to get on with it in a minute or two. Um, I want to just let everyone know this is the Michael Blum Show. I'm going to try to do this every Monday. Sometimes Comcast doesn't cooperate. And sometimes, to be quite honest, the news cycles are so upsetting to me or just this, just nothing to them that um, without actually having a guest or having callers call me up, uh, the, uh, the, sh the show is, doesn't reach the level that I would like it to. Um, but basically, we do this. We talk about sex. We talk about uh, spirituality. We talk about... Uh, politics obviously we talk about substance abuse um so feel free again to give me a call you want to talk about anything at all tonight i'm more than happy to take any calls that you might have or any thoughts you might have any opinions you may have and the number here again is 800-699-0980 again that's 800-699-0980 speaking of news cycles do you remember las vegas the largest mass shooting in the history of the United States. you remember that? Do you hear anything about it? It's amazing that the FBI can go ahead and figure out all sorts of things immediately about certain people and then things, other things just disappear from the news cycle. I wonder why. When things like that happen, you can guess. It's fun to kind of make believe and see what happens. But to me, obviously, these people were anti-Trump people. They figured, hey, look, it's a country music festival. We'll kill as many of them as we can. Um, but this guy, they said, wasn't crazy. I mean, usually, you know, you, you run the gamut. You have the lunatics and the terrorists. Uh, those are the two people that, that do this kind of thing. They're saying this guy was neither. Then what was he? Don't talk about it. You're not allowed to know about it. Shh. Seth Rich, maybe you know, maybe you don't, I don't know, but we're going to find out, I guess, at some point in time, 
Well, maybe not at all. Maybe not at all. You know, that could be too. Maybe not at all. Um, uh, we're going to be. Go I'm going to take a quick break now because when I come back, we're going to be talking about um, sex. You know, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about some sex. So I hope you will join us there. Again, it's not going to be the type of sex that's uh, lascivious. It's going to be the type of sex that's going on in government, going on in media, going on all over the place, it seems. You're listening to The Michael Blum Show, and we will be back a momentarily. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Did you know The Michael Blum Show can be heard every Monday night from 9 to 11 p.m.? We also broadcast 24-7 from our website, michaelblumshow.com. That's michaelblumshow.com. You can be anonymous, so call us and let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Dr. Michael Blum. I just moved my practice down the block to my new office at J.J. Dental, just four blocks south of my old office. I chose J.J. Dental because it's a five-star rated practice. That's why you should choose them, too. Call 954-463-7262 and ask for an appointment with me, Dr. Blum, or any other of the fine dentists at J.J. Dental, creating beautiful, healthy smiles that last a lifetime. Call 954-463-7262 and visit us online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Join me on Mondays from 9 to 11 p.m. for The Michael Blum Show, where we talk about the things you don't want to talk about. We talk about sex, substance abuse, spirituality, and politics. Think, speak, and be heard. Join us on The Michael Blum Show. This is Steve Kane, and I'm in studio today with Dr. Jonathan Cook of JJ Dental. Dr. Cook, what are people looking for when they choose a dentist? A bunch of things. I, I would say, number one, first and foremost, they're, they're looking for somebody who uh, they get a sense that they care. And, um, I mean, I know for me, that would be number one. Also, obviously, convenience. You know, location is an right. important factor. I mean, most people aren't driving miles and miles in their car to, to get to whoever it is that need, they need to see, whether it's a dentist or a, a doctor or whoever. But uh, we're, down, we're in downtown Fort Lauderdale. A very convenient location. You don't waste their time. Is no the feeling I get. No, no. We want to make it very easy for patients what in and out. The, what we, is that line? Just because they call it a waiting room doesn't mean you have to spend your whole day waiting. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Call Dr. Cook at JJ Dental for an appointment. The number nine five four area code four six three seventy two sixty two or online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. If you would like to be part of the Michael Blum Show and be a sponsor, call us at 800-524-8040 or email me at michael at michaelblumshow.com. You could have been listening to your commercial for your business rather than this stuff. Call us at 800-524-8040. This is Steve Kane with Dr. Jonathan Cook from JJ Dental. Jonathan, I was just blown away by the reviews that your patients left online. Yeah, sure. My website and uh, Yelp, Google, Google Places, Facebook, you, you name it. There's there's plenty of places to go to to find uh, five star reviews and read what the what what our patients are saying about us. You heard Dr. Cook. Go online, read his reviews. You'll be blown away too. And then. Call for an appointment, 954-463-7262 or online at jjdentalpractice.com.
Hi. At The Michael Blum Show, we talk about the things you don't want to talk about. If in your own personal life you have an experience or an event or something that's changed you, we'd love to hear about it and maybe get your story on air. Feel free to give us a call, 800-699-0980. Again, that's at 800-699-0980. Well, feel free to email me at michael at blumradio.com. That's michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at blumradio, B-L-U-M, radio.com. And we will get in touch with you and put your story on the air. This is Steve Kane, and I'm here with Dr. Jonathan Cook from JJ Dental. Jonathan, what are some of your most popular services that you perform over at JJ Dental? Um, well, I would say cosmetic dentistry is number one. That's our, our major focus. But one of the beautiful things about our practice is there's nothing that we don't do under our under our roof. The days of of patients bouncing around town to find uh, different specialists are over, and uh, there's there's nothing that we can't do at our office. So, you know, we have specialists that come into our office to provide uh, the patients with the, the proper services. So aside from cosmetic dentistry, we, we also have uh, endodontics. We do root canals, uh, implants, you know, veneers, crowns, bridges, Invisalign, you name it. There's not much that we don't do. For all your dental needs, call Dr. Jonathan Cook at JJ Dental. Phone number 954-463-7262. And online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Did you know the Michael Blum Show can be heard every Monday night from 9 to 11 p.m.? We also broadcast 24-7 from our website, michaelblumshow.com. That's michaelblumshow.com. You can be anonymous, so call us and let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Dr. Michael Blum. I just moved my practice down the block to my new office at J.J. Dental, just four blocks south of my old office. I chose J.J. Dental because it's a five-star rated practice. That's why you should choose them, too. Call 954-463-7262 and ask for an appointment with me, Dr. Blum, or any other of the fine dentists at J.J. Dental, creating beautiful, healthy smiles that last a lifetime. Call 954-463-7262 and visit us online at jjdentalpractice.com. tune called Pleasant Valley Way, named after a street in New Jersey. Um, just some background for you, just some background for you. So look, we have this whole sex thing going on here in government and in media. And, you know, everyone seems to be so shocked. Again, everything that occurs today is just so shocking. I mean, how old is the idea of the casting couch? What, from the 1900s? It's just that we would like to believe that those things don't occur anymore. 
And uh, we have to figure out what we're talking about. Are these women bimbos? I mean, uh, I'm going to say some things here tonight that are going to sound kind of uh, that I don't care for women. I love women very much. This is, that is not my point. My point is to be blatantly honest about stuff. Um, but basically, uh, uh, you know, to me, if you're going to go meet Harvey Weinstein at night to discuss business at his hotel room, guess what? You don't need to be a rocket scientist to know what's going on. Now, people who do that either just feel this is maybe what I need to do to go ahead and get ahead. Some people maybe are afraid of such a disgusting person like that. But the idea that these things are hidden or, or haven't happened in the past is ridiculous. Um, there are also some women, you know, uh, you know, t today, right now, it seems that, uh, that women never lie. They never lie about these sexual experiences. They never lie about the, about, uh, being abused. Every single woman on the planet is absolutely truthful. Not every single woman there never would go ahead and try to hurt a man just to hurt a man, even if he didn't uh, do any type of sexual ab abuse. Not. I think we're at a time now we really have to start to define what abuse is and what harassment is. And maybe we should, uh, you know, guys, I think you should protect yourselves and maybe the women too, and go ahead and just carry a little bit of a contract. So if you meet someone, you can go ahead and discuss what it would mean to be abused, which to me means you have been touched in any form or fashion against your will or being harassed, which would mean a continual and constant uh, nagging of some type of a sexual nature. Uh, those would be the things you have to take care of. But in today's, today's mindset, and particularly in the liberal mindset, you know, the liberals, if, they, if, they, if it's a gun crime, the answer is get rid of guns. Like some criminal's going to say, I was going to do a strong arm robbery with that gun today, but now that I understand there's a law against it, well, just forget about that. Now, you know, that kind of sensible thinking escapes the liberal mind they can't put like that kind of a thing together usually that's uh, oh, some other nonsense they'll think up to do that but basically that's it criminals don't give a damn about the law and if they don't give a damn about the law they're not going to care about gun law and so these gun laws you know uh, you can put them in there if you want and uh, try to go ahead and curtail issues but it's not going to happen you can't blame the gun the gun doesn't shoot someone the gun didn't load itself the gun didn't premeditate anything it has to do with people not the weapons. And um, th the same thing is true with the sex thing. I came across a very, very interesting article. I'll go, go through a little bit with you. It was, uh, let's see here. It's, uh, the, uh, it's uh, one of the uh, candidates for Michigan Attorney General. And she says, please vote for me. I don't have a penis. So you see, the answer to this is just forget about men entirely. Okay, I just, uh, you know, or, or castrate them, I guess. I don't know. I don't have, and it says, I will not sexually harass my staff. I will not tolerate workplace harassment. And I, I'm going to leave my uh, bath, I won't leave my bathrobe open. We do have a call coming in. Hi, how you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm doing I, great. I just wanted to check. Awesome. So you changed it? Yeah, what I did... Yeah, folks who are listening, folks who are listening to the show, we had some phone issues before. I just got rid of your auto attendant, and I just put it on just to forward it out. Uh, and that's awesome. yeah, my tech just if he did some corrections, he wanted me to test it. Let's just keep an eye on it. If it continues, just let us know. All right, thank All right. you so much. You know, the problem with doing shows like this is always with the phones and having phones work. Uh, before the show, there were some issues, so I called up my vendor that takes care of all that, and they're working on it as we speak. I didn't think they'd call me back tonight. They said they would, but they did. Obviously, the phones are working, so feel free to give me a call. Again, the number here is 
800-699-0980. Again, 800-699-0980. And again, here it says, uh, this, this woman, what's her name? I don't have her name here. But anyway, basically it's saying that I don't have a penis, so vote for me. Or I guess that means I have a vagina, so vote for me. You know, um, uh, I guess that's how Clinton uh, thought she would win. I mean, she had the right uh, parts. And as you know, uh, um, you know, uh, your, your political identity is very, very important. Your superficial political identity is very, very important to, go to the Democrats, you know. So ask yourself this. And I'm, I'm reading from like her ads. Who can you trust most not to show you their penis in a professional setting? It's a candidate that doesn't have a penis. So I'd say Dana Nessel, the Democrat, is the one you should be picking for Michigan Attorney General. Kind of stupid, isn't it? But this is how the left thinks, you know. Um, thank God not many of them, but this is how a lot of them do think. It's kind of crazy. Um, it's like um, if uh, people were dying because of uh, diabetes and bad diet, you should get rid of silverware, you see, because it's the silverware that people are using. Um, and the, the silverware that they're using, of course, you know, that the, if you got rid of that, you'd have much less of an issue with these people. Um, and uh, stupidity, but what can I tell you? That's what I can tell you. You know, ban the guns. Ban vans. I've heard that too. Maybe you shouldn't be uh, renting vans out to people because they could take and run people over. You could do that. I just mentioned banning forks and knife, and now you have to ban the penis, I guess, because, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's like the penis isn't attached to anything. It's uh, actually attached to a human being that is flawed, if this is what they're doing in their lives. And uh, that's, that's pretty much what, what's going on with that. So, you know, um, let's talk about some icons. You see, this is the other thing that is interesting to me. You see, Matt Lauer, people in the private sector, if something like this happens, they're out on their asses immediately because the private sector, there's no rules with any of that. You know, the, you can get fired whenever they want to fire you. You know, there may be some contractual stipulations, but basically they can fire you when they want to fire you. Not the same with government. Government's a little bit different. And the government, again, these are political elitists, just like in media. These are not, they are also political elitists. Uh, for a long, long time, I've been saying that the media basically is a branch of the Republican, uh, I'm sorry, of the Democratic Party. I used to think that there are four branches uh, of the Democratic Party, and now there's so many more. I mean, you can put the perverts in with them and all sorts of stuff. But basically, you have these uh, icons who, who, uh, who have been celebrated knowing the fact that they abuse women. Uh, you know, the king of them all probably is, uh, we should say, uh, 40, it's a 50-year anniversary for Chappaquiddick. Um, and that would be with Ke uh, Ted Kennedy, you know. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy what went on with all of that. But um, basically, Chappaquiddick, for those who are not aware of it or don't remember, um, it was one of the phases before Chappaqu I mean, after Chappaquiddick, you would think something like that would stop, uh, would stop Kennedy, but it did not. And here is um, here's a little story I found by Dan Greenfield, and it's a and it's about how Ted Kennedy, along with a uh, with um, Frank Dodd, decided that they would go ahead and assault a waitress one night. And it's, it's like this after midnight, they were finishing up from a long dinner in a private room of the restaurant's annex. And of course they're drunk because that's what they do all the time. They get drunk and their dates were two young blondes. Um, and they, these young blondes leave to go to the bathroom. The dates are, are drunk also, by the way, everyone is drunk. And a former uh, waitress from this restaurant said they always got their girls very, very drunk. I wonder why, I wonder why. 
Um, but uh, this is a, the, the waitress, a woman by the name of Betty Lowe, L-O-H, served, the, served them. She also leaves the, the room. And uh, basically, um, a co-owner tells uh, this girl that the senators want to speak to her. So she enters the room. Six foot two, 225 pound Kennedy grabs her. Of course, she's five foot three. Throws her on the table. She lands on her back. Breaking glasses, plates, cutlery, candles go flying, glasses and sticks are broken. And then he picks her up from the table and throws her onto Dodd, who's sprawled in a chair. And then he jumps on top of them, rubbing their genitals against her, you know, supporting his weight on the arms of the chair. As he's doing this, um, this uh, the, 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 another, I think it's another waitress. Yeah, another waitress comes in and, and sees what's going on. She hears everyone screaming. And she also takes a couple of dishwashers come out from the kitchen. Startled, Kennedy leaps up. Now that he's caught, guess what he does? He laughs. He thinks, <laughs> that's great. Now, because Kennedy is an icon, there wasn't one instance or fraction of outrage from anybody about this. Um, let's see, Huffington Post. Let's see, one of their authors, uh, Melissa Lapsky, good name, mused. On what Mary Jo would have thought about arguably being a catalyst for the most successful Senate career in history. Who knows? Maybe she'd feel it was worth it. So this is one woman saying it was worth the death of Mary Jo Kopechny. Now, uh, folks, you may not know about Mary Jo Kopechny or who she is or what she stood for or anything like that. I found a very, very interesting um, uh, little recording, which I want to play for you because I, th I thought it was that interesting. It's a little bit on the longer side, I believe. Uh, but I think it's well worth it to do um, because um, it's, it, it, you'll hear it. Uh, you'll actually hear what's going on. Um, uh, and this will solve all the mysteries of Chappaquiddick for us. On WHDH News Talk 850. Another bad song from 1969. 7420850. We're going to take some calls this segment if you want to get on board. If you have any questions for uh, John Farrar, the uh, scuba diver who uh, who saw Mary Jo Kopechny's body underwater. Uh, uh, the number again, 742-0850. We're going to start talking about uh, the, the incident and uh, everyone's perceptions. John, let me just get this straight. So so now, as, as far as your, your belief is that while Ted Kennedy was walking past all these houses back towards the party house where we're broadcasting from now, Mary Jo was still alive. Uh, that is correct. And she would have she been alive probably for about an hour, you think. I think that's most reasonable, and if, if an hour, if not longer, that's correct. If not longer. Now, now, how how fast do you think the uh, the car was going when it when it hit the water? Um, that has been proved by several different engineers. Um, one on Chappaquiddick, uh, the Registrar of Motor Vehicles, um, and others to be between 35 and 45 uh, 35 and 40 miles an hour. However. The court only accepted 20 miles an hour and destroyed the evidence which the Registrar of Motor Vehicles gave to the court stenographer to, so that they would not have to come out with an indictment of manslaughter. So the, the court accepted that he was going 20 miles an hour even though all the evidence, even by the Registry of Motor Vehicles, which was controlled at the time by a sympathetic Democrat, Richard McLaughlin, indicated that he was going 20, 35 to 40 miles an hour. You're right on by that. Uh, they, they even put into the testimony the, the 35 to 40 miles an hour, but 
Boyle had that removed from the testimony, and you will not see that in the inquest report. You'll only see that he testified to 20 miles an hour, which is not correct at all. He, he finally was bullied into putting down 20 miles an hour, but he submitted 35 to 40. We're speaking to John Farrar, the uh, scuba diver who found uh, Mary Jo Kopechny's body. Wasn't there a spot of blood found on the back of her uh, blouse? There was a lot of blood found by benzidine dye reaction, but there was no blood seen at the scene on her blouse. That was uh, uh, brought out by the uh, whomever later, um, by, I believe, Lieutenant Killen. Uh, but it, benzidine dye reaction is very tricky to do, and it could have been blood that came down from her nose and her mouth after she expired and went into the water or went down across her face and into the back of her shirt and then bled into the water, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it would be a weak trace. However, it was there, but it was very widespread throughout the back of the shirt, exactly where you'd expect to see it if she had suffocated. Seven four two zero eight fifty on News Talk 850 WHDH. Uh, John Farrar, what happened? Uh, now, I always thought that you were a native, uh, or you, you'd lived on Martha's Vineyard for most of your life, you, but you don't, live, uh, you don't live here anymore, do you? No, I don't. Uh, what, what happened? Well, nothing happened except that the island got too full, frankly. There are just too many people there. And uh, it started, uh, if you looked at it at a, at a graph, you would see the glass, graph start a slow incline from the oh, early 60s. And then at 69, when Chappaquiddick became a household word, uh, it just, the population just shot upwards, the developers hit, and it's been all downhill from there, frankly. And I don't blame Kennedy. It's just that that's what happens when he touches an area. Uh, the the, the, the uh, you know the tourists uh, hit and uh, destroy the place. Did, did you get any any pressure though to uh, to stop talking about the uh, the your findings and, and your beliefs about how Mary Jo Kopechny died? Because obviously, you're what you're saying is is pretty devastating uh, to uh, to Senator Ted Kennedy. Yes, we did get pressure. Uh, it was not done directly, nor from anyone that I could identify as a Kennedy colleague, but it, I, it was uh, a person, I was personally warned that this came from very high sources. Uh, and just like Les Leland, our taxes were investigated three times in one year. Uh, you know, the whole seamy, uh, the whole seamy side of, of intimidation. Your, your, ta your, uh, your taxes were uh, audited? Yes. At three times in one year, yes. after you started speaking out about uh, the, the 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 true uh, the true death of Mary Jo Kopechny, as you saw it, immediately, yes. And the person you're talking about is the foreman of the grand jury. Yes, he had the same problem, and he got investigated by the FDA as well. The FDA, he's a pharmacist, so the Food and Drug Administration uh, conducted investigations of him because he started saying that uh, that that they were looking for the that the uh, prosecutors were looking for a whitewash. Exactly, and he wanted to investigate it as a grand jury, and of course Denise prevented him from doing that. He was the district attorney. That's correct, as Denise was. And uh, as soon as Leland started making waves that he wanted to go, Denise tried to uh, back him off of it, intimidated him, and then uh, he ran into those problems. Have you ever voted for Ted Kennedy again? Uh, hardly. <laughs> hold, hold on, John Farrar, scuba diver who discovered Mary Jo Kopechny's body. 742-0850 on News Talk. And there you have it. That's a, just a little bit of um, just a little bit of the of the Chappaquiddick story there with Ted Kennedy. You see, Ted Kennedy after that said, "Oh, and I panicked." That was one of his reasons for allowing this woman to just sit in the bottom of a car and drown to death. That ended his career pretty much in terms of um, 
in terms of of being president. I mean, that was the end of it. So that was it. Now I did hear some. There's been some weird uh, uh, attempts at exonerating him through some type of bizarre. Uh, conspiracy theories I have heard about with this. I, I don't remember a lot of them, but I mean, it, it, something had ran to the, to the uh, kind of like to the effect of that uh, Ted Kennedy did not want to run for president anymore. And the Democratic Party, along with the government at the time, didn't like that idea. So Mary Jo Kopechny and uh, Ted Kennedy were drugged, taken to this motel. He was taken to a motel room and she was thrown into Chappaqu into the into the water at Chappaquiddick uh, to die so that this would be a warning to Ted Kennedy that this is the type of thing that can happen to anyone if you decide you're not going to run for president. Now, if you believe that, well, then you're a Democrat. And uh, and uh, Trump is like uh, Boris Nogutnik from Rocky J. Squirrel, and he's colluding with the Russians. He's the spy. He's the spy. This is what it is, if you believe that kind of nonsense. But my, the point of why I'm bringing this up is not it is it is so that we remember things that have happened in our past. But it's the idea that media and everyone gave this guy a free ride after he killed someone, a woman, and let her drown to death, and that's okay back then. That was okay back then. Now it doesn't seem to be okay, but back then it was okay. So now you can go ahead and you can look at the, um, you know, at the, at the next uh, uh, group of people here. Let's see. Uh, you can go ahead and take a look at, uh, let's see. Doo, doo, doo. Let me... Okay, this is a small little thing here. Bill Clinton. Now, you remember when Bill Clinton had those women come across him? Those were the bimbos. And who was the, they called it, you know, in the, on the Hill, they called her the Department of Defense. And that was Hillary Clinton because it was her job to make sure that these people were considered liars, bimbos. Uh, it was a conspiracy from the right, like the, the right, you know, pulled out Bill Clinton's penis and sucked on it. You know, I mean, it's, it's th their fault. It's their fault. It was a thrilling time for me because I had to explain about oral sex to my daughter when, you know, he did not have sex with that woman. I feel your pain, but I did not have sex with that woman. So Hillary started the, um, you know, the bimbo patrol. And that was her job. I mean, she had that job when he was a uh, lieutenant governor and governor of Arkansas. It's the same thing. You go ahead and just follow them. Um, of course, there, there, it did have an effect, but again, everybody let it go. Yeah, he was impeached. He wasn't sure. I mean, he was, you know, he never went to trial over an impeachment. And he was never formally uh, prosecuted or suffered anything from it because the economy was doing well. Thank God for Newt Gingrich and the New Deal for America. That's why the Congress was doing well, and that's why the economy was doing well. And that really helped Bill Clinton out a lot, although he would never admit it. So there are these women that, you know, for some reason... Their opinions don't, don't count. Everyone else's might, but theirs don't because they're dealing with political democratic icons. And please don't get me wrong. The Republicans are as bad with this too. I don't think maybe as bad, to be quite honest. I think most of the media that you're hearing this stuff about, most of the politicians you're hearing this about, this is a democratic thing because their democratic icons have been allowed to do it and to get away with it. So what's different now? I mean, you know, politicians are basically two-faced. So, you know, uh, the Republicans say they, oh, they're going to get rid of Obamacare and they have no intentions of doing that. And, uh, you know, the uh, Democrats say, oh, the Republicans have this war on women as they're going ahead and abusing them uh, routinely, you know. So 
that's pretty much what goes on. But I did find yet another video, which I thought was interesting. It's going to be kind of laced here today with some videos and articles and stuff like that. Hope you enjoy. And listen to this one. With Bill O'Reilly. You were probably the last guy in the world that they wanted to fire because you were the guy that the ratings and the revenues were built on. You carried that network on your shoulders for a lot of years. So doesn't it seem safe to assume? At 12 years old, Hillary put me through something that you've never put a 12 year old through. Actions speak louder than words. Mr. Trump may have said some bad words, but Bill Clinton raped me and Hillary Clinton threatened me. Why did you say you touched one without consent, Mr. Trump? All right, before last night's debate, Donald Trump did a press conference with three of Bill Clinton's accusers, Paula Jones, Kathleen Willey, and Juanita Broderick, and a woman named Kathy Shelton. She was allegedly raped at 12 years of age, and Hillary Clinton actually defended the man who was accused of sexually assaulting her. After the debate, I spoke with three of the victims. Watch. All right, just before the debate tonight, and it did come up during the debate tonight, is the behavior of Bill Clinton. These are women that have been affected by Bill or Hillary Clinton in some way. Kathy Shelton was 12 years old when she was a victim of rape, and the defense attorney, of course, uh, was Hillary Clinton in that case. Kathy, thank you for being with us. Uh, Kathleen Willey, I've known you many, many years. You tell a story about being groped and grabbed and fondled and kissed against your will in the Oval Office. And Juanita Broderick, you told me, was, I think it was one of, if not the hardest interview I ever did in my life, when I went to your place in, in Arkansas right. and I did the second interview with you. Right, it was hard to tell. You know. it, yeah. yeah. I know, for you it was hard to tell and hard yeah. to live through and you have made a point of coming all the way here. Tell me why. I just think it's so important when people were talking about, Hillary and her campaign were talking about the words that uh, Donald Trump uttered and he's very embarrassed. He's, he, he, he's regretful, he's apologetic for those words, but I've never heard one apology for what Hillary Clinton did to me when she threatened me after her husband raped me. I did have apology from Bill Clinton, although he'll never admit it, but I'd like to see him do it in person. You know, they took away a lot from me and uh, years that I'll never get back. Uh, and um, I, I just thought it was important to say that. Yeah. Do you think that issue is to bed your presence here? You wanted to send a message, actions are different than words? I, I think the thing that concerns me the most is the mainstream media continues to talk about Bill Clinton's infidelities. Rape, sexual assault, sexual harassment are not infidelities. Right. They're not. Right. They are crimes and they are felonies. And that's why I'm here. I want to stress that. Kathy, your story is different. You sadly went through a rape when you were 12 years old. The, the, the defense attorney was Hillary Clinton. A tape was revealed that shows her laughing and say, oh, I don't, he took a lie detector test. Of course he passed, but then she goes on to say, I forever lost faith in lie detector tests, which means she knew or felt he was guilty, but she defended this man and as part of the defense smeared you. Yes, sir, and at 12 years old, she put me through so much and I didn't even know until 2006 that she was my defense attorney or defense's attorney. 
and she put me through so much that no child would want to go through. And at every speech I've heard her take, and she says, I'm for children and, and I'm for women. Okay, I'm a child at 12 years old. Evidently, she said I. Uh, she knew me for six months, and um, I found I liked older men. I only lived there two months, so how could she know me, know me for six months? So she smeared you. Yes, sir, she did. Not that shocking for me, maybe for you. And you know, uh, that's why people are shocked. How could she have lost? How could Hillary have lost? Well, maybe people in the United States really didn't want to elect a psychopathic liar and her serial rapist husband and see them run the country. Could it have been that? No, Trump's a Russian spy. The Russians did it. They threw the election for him. They threw the election for him. They threw the election for him. Keep on living, you're ostriches. You're living with your heads in the sand. Anyway, folks, I'm not done yet with this subject. So we're gonna be talking more. I mean, we have to talk about Matt Lauer and uh, Weinstein and uh, uh, Conyers and a couple of other things. So if you'd like to be with us, uh, feel free to do so. Go, but we're gonna be back in a couple of minutes and we'll speak to you then. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Join me on Mondays from 9 to 11 p.m. for The Michael Blum Show, where we talk about the things you don't want to talk about. We talk about sex, substance abuse, spirituality, and politics. Think, speak, and be heard. Join us on The Michael Blum Show. This is Steve Kane, and I'm in studio today with Dr. Jonathan Cook of JJ Dental. Dr. Cook, what are people looking for when they choose a dentist? A bunch of things. I, I would say, number one, first and foremost, they're, they're looking for somebody who uh, they get a sense that they care. And, um, I mean, I know for me, that would be number one. Also, obviously, convenience. You know, location is uh, an right. important factor. I mean, most people aren't driving miles and miles in their car to, to get to whoever it is that need, they need to see, whether it's a dentist or a, a doctor or whoever. But uh, we're, down, we're in downtown Fort Lauderdale. A very convenient location. You don't waste their time. Is no the feeling I get. No, no. We want to make it very easy for patients in what and is, out. What we, is that line? Just because they call it a waiting room doesn't mean you have to spend your whole day waiting. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Call Dr. Cook at JJ Dental for an appointment. The number 954 area code 463-7262 or online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. If you would like to be part of the Michael Blum Show and be a sponsor, call us at 800-524-8040 or email me at michael at michaelblumshow.com. You could have been listening to your commercial for your business rather than this stuff. Call us at 800-524-8040. This is Steve Kane with Dr. Jonathan Cook from JJ Dental. Jonathan, I was just blown away by the reviews that your patients left online. Yeah, sure. My website and uh, Yelp, Google, Google Places, Facebook, you, you name it. There's there's plenty of places to go to to find uh, five star reviews and read what the what what our patients are saying about us. You heard Dr. Cook. Go online, read his reviews. You'll be blown away too. And then. Call for an appointment, 954-463-7262 or online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, at the Michael Blum Show, we talk about the things you don't want to talk about. If in your own personal life you have an experience or an event 
or something that's changed you, we'd love to hear about it and maybe get your story on air. Feel free to give us a call, 800-699-0980. Again, that's at 800-699-0980. Well, feel free to email me at michael at blumradio.com. That's michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at blumradio, B-L-U-M, radio.com. And we will get in touch with you and put your story on the air. This is Steve Kane, and I'm here with Dr. Jonathan Cook from JJ Dental. Jonathan, what are some of your most popular services that you perform over at JJ Dental? Um, well, I would say cosmetic dentistry is number one. That's our, our major focus. But one of the beautiful things about our practice is there's nothing that we don't do under our under our roof. The days of of patients bouncing around town to find uh, different specialists are over, and uh, there's there's nothing that we can't do at our office. So, you know, we have specialists that come into our office to provide uh, the patients with the, the proper services. So aside from cosmetic dentistry, we, we also have uh, endodontics. We do root canals, uh, implants, you know, veneers, crowns, bridges, Invisalign, you name it. There's not much that we don't do. For all your dental needs, call Dr. Jonathan Cook at JJ Dental. Phone number 954-463-7262. And online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Did you know the Michael Blum Show can be heard every Monday night from 9 to 11 p.m.? We also broadcast 24-7 from our website, michaelblumshow.com. That's michaelblumshow.com. You can be anonymous, so call us and let your voice be heard. Hi, this is Dr. Michael Blum. I just moved my practice down the block to my new office at J.J. Dental, just four blocks south of my old office. I chose J.J. Dental because it's a five-star rated practice. That's why you should choose them, too. Call 954-463-7262 and ask for an appointment with me, Dr. Blum, or any other of the fine dentists at J.J. Dental, creating beautiful, healthy smiles that last a lifetime. Call 954-463-7262 and visit us online at jjdentalpractice.com. Hi, this is Michael Blum. Join me on Mondays from 9 to 11 p.m. for The Michael Blum Show, where we talk about the things you don't want to talk about. We talk about sex, substance abuse, spirituality, and politics. Think, speak, and be heard. Join us on The Michael Blum Show. This is Steve Kane, and I'm in studio today with Dr. Jonathan Cook of JJ Dental. Dr. Cook, what are people looking for when they choose a dentist? A bunch of things. I, I would say, number one, first and foremost, they're, they're looking for somebody who uh, they get a sense that they care. And, um, I mean, I know for me, that would be number one. Also, obviously, convenience. You know, location is uh, right. an important factor. I mean, most people aren't driving miles and miles in their car to, to get to whoever it is that need, they need to see, whether it's a dentist or a, a doctor or whoever. But uh, we're down we're in downtown Fort Lauderdale. 
a very convenient location. You don't waste their time is no, the feeling I get. No, no. We want to make it very easy for patients in what and is, out. What we, is that line? Just because they call it a waiting room doesn't mean you have to spend your whole day waiting. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Call Dr. Cook at JJ Dental for an appointment. The number 954 area code 463-7262 or online at jjdentalpractice.com. That song was appropriate as a bumper to come back in. It's called Sex on the Beach. So I figured since we're talking about sex today, um, uh, that, that's appropriate. Anyway, uh, a couple of things. One is I want to move out of the way so you could see something here. A friend of mine gave me this beautiful statue, and he says that he never sees it, but you could see, you know, where is it? It's over. I can't do it from here. There, there. Where is it? Let's see. There it is. There it is. And so I want Larry to go ahead and see that because I know he listens all the time and um, or watches all the time. So this way he can actually see that I am utilizing his statue um, uh, and uh, having a good time doing it, having a good time doing it. So uh, we're going to get back on the uh, sex bandwagon, if you will. And um, we're going to do this by uh, I'm going to talk about an article that I came across. OK, and this is uh, I think you'll find interesting as well. It has to do with the. Uh, uh, with Congressman Conyers. Okay, John Conyers, uh, this is from, let's see, Samantha Chang. Um, I wrote this article maybe last month sometime uh, ago. Well, last month, I think, I don't remember, at the beginning of the end of the month. Uh, but anyway, he is, uh, for those who don't know, he, John is the longest-serving current member of the House of Representatives. Uh, I think he went into office in the 60s. Uh, can we say term limits, folks? Is ter term limits? Ter term limits? And basically, he's a real good guy. He just uses your money, your tax dollar, to go ahead and set, settle lawsuits fi filed by employees who he's, uh, who he's abused sexually. Okay, there was one woman, actually, the biggest one was the woman had to be shut up. She said she wouldn't have sex with him. And in 2015, so we're not talking about a long time ago, even though he's been around for a long time. Uh, and I'm sure he's done this many, many times. Um, but basically... This guy is a real slug, and we have to decide as a nation whether these people should be in office or not. Um, the Democrats always rally around the Democrats, you know, and so as far as the Democrats are concerned, there's no issue with this at this point in time. He's still there, right? Uh, Matt Lauer's gone, but he's still there. And um, he was, he's also a ranking Democrat. Um, many, many other former staff members have claimed that, that Conyers, now 88, and now this has been such a stressful time for him. I think he's still in the hospital. And now, how can we go ahead and talk about and ridicule an 88-year-old sick man? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he uh, basically he harassed and touched a, a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of people he came in contact with uh, as a congressman. Uh, this unnamed uh, woman who filed a lawsuit begrudgingly accepted $27,000 settlement after she sued Conyers for propositioning her for sex and then firing her after she complained. So let me have sex with you and shut up, woman. That's basically the attitude, okay? And she said she felt pressure to accept the settlement, which, of course, is your money, folks. 
Remember we talked about it's, you know, it's not Conyers money. He doesn't give a damn uh, because she was afraid that he would use his influence to damage her career, damage her reputation. And basically she felt that she was blackballed and there was absolutely nowhere else for her to go. So she accepted that measly, uh, measly little pitiful thing. Uh, but there's been plenty of stuff with this guy Conyers. I mean, uh, you know, he, of course he denies it all. I did not have sex with that woman. Uh, and among the uh, among the other things is that um, basically uh, former staffers have said that he had asked female staffers to touch his penis, that he rubbed their the staffers female staffers legs and backs in public, that he ordered female subordinates to use taxpayer money to fly women to his hotel room or apartment for sex, and he intimidated victims to stay quiet or they would be ruined. Now, ironically, he slammed President Trump last week and Attorney General Jeff Sessions' congressional hearing, saying President Trump seems to believe that on a whim, he can bring pressure to bear on his enemies, dismiss charges against them, and insulate himself and his family from any consequences. <laughs> what a joke. You know, uh, you know, it's, this is a very, very liberal leftist thing. It's basically, they talk a lot and then do the opposite. Um, and you'll hear a little bit more of that as we continue. Uh, they talk a lot and then they, they, they do the opposite. You know, it reminds you of like Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah, very big on civil rights and, and uh, how the black Americans should be forwarded into, into this country and, and given uh, all sorts of, what is he, then he moves to Vermont where I think there are three black people in the state. Um, but that's a basic thing here. So you have the same thing going on here with Conyers. You know, President Trump seems to believe that he can bring pressure to bear on his, his enemies. This guy does it routinely and has been probably for years and years and years and years. Okay. Um, of course, Maxine Waters. Okay. Uh, who is one of my favorite folks, Maxine Waters. Um <laughs> He, she always, you know, calls for Trump to be impeached. Conyers and a group of Democrats recently, they filed a lawsuit to remove Trump from office, claiming abuse of power. Uh, maybe he's projecting a little bit much. And um, sadly, it seems that Conyers isn't the only politician who uses taxpayer funds to settle sex claims. Congress has spent about $17 million on that, of your taxpayer money since 1997, to settle 264 harassment claims against lawmakers. Just pay off the victims, you see. If you could just pay them off, then that should be it. Um, you know, uh, Mike Huckabee, governor of Arkansas, said, I shouldn't have to pay out of my pocket or yours to cover the sins of some congressman who couldn't keep his hands to himself. But that seems to be a very revolutionary concept. Um, and it's kind of nutty, but that does seem to be a very, very revolutionary concept uh, for these folks. Uh, and just to tell you a little bit more about Conyers here, I'm going to go ahead and we're, we're going to go ahead and play one more video here, uh, which I also I found very, very interesting. Things will change. I mean, I really don't think that the culture has we haven't seen some major shift. Right. And I would also just point out members policing themselves. They have a very <laughs> bad track record of it, in whether it's about these kinds of scandals, whether it's about how they use their finances. There is not nobody is saying that they're going to change the whole process with which this is done, that they're going to throw out members if they actually have sexual harassment cases. But, you know, there, this is a big problem. It, for the them. fact that people are willing to be public 
can change things. I mean, we all talked about for years. A little bit at a time. Well, you know, don't get in the elevator with him. You know, and the whole, every female in the press corps knew that, right? Don't get in the elevator with him. Now people are saying it out loud. And I think that does make it. That is a change. Okay, thanks very much. We'll be right back with more from the roundtable. See, people knew about this stuff for years and years. They just never said anything about it because these elitists who have a lot of power, you know, they, they, it's a double standard. They can do whatever they want. It's exactly what Trump said. Shockingly enough, people don't know the difference between words and deeds anymore. It's kind of amazing, you know, because my th theory is, and it's an old theory, so I can go like this with my hands all I want, but when they touch your face, that's no good. Uh, until then, everything is, is, is absolutely fine with it. Um, it also is surprising to me that someone as upright and as positive and as well-respected as Maxine Waters, another person, can I say again, term limits, term limits, who is just absolutely like nuts beyond belief, goes ahead and she's one of the major supporters of this guy because, you know, he is actually a black icon. And uh, I guess Maxine figures she is one as well. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, let's see, uh, Maxine has been named the most corrupt member of Congress four times. I don't know if people know that. And she's passed in her entire life as legislation. She was elected in 1990. So 90 to 90 to 10. So she's been there for a while. Can again, can we say term limits? She was elected to Congress in 1990 and she's made um, over a million dollars in revenue uh, from her government connections. That's why she's considered four times the most corrupt person in Congress. She's only managed to pass three bills in her lifetime. So she's a real waste. She doesn't live in the district that she represents. Um, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington labeled her as the most corrupt member in Congress during the years of 2005, 2006, 2009, 2011. And uh, the beat goes on. The just beat goes on and continues and continues. Now, she's the prime example of how, to me, of how power corrupts. Um, Three decades of this woman and her reputation as a congresswoman is terrible. It speaks to me to a system of government which allows the elites to get away with scandals, corruptions, dishonesty, and whatever else they want to do. And there must be a serious change, I think, to this. Otherwise, this, uh, this whole country is going to really be suffering um, from all of these things. Uh, very badly. And let's see, I do have, I think I have a video on her too. Six, let's see, let's go to number five here. Here we go. These are some wonderful things with Maxine Waters, folks. I'm D. Watkins here with the Salon Five. And today we're going to give you five reasons why Maxine Waters should be our next president. Number five. Congressman, we're just, uh, in, in case you can't see, showing video of you standing on the aisle and shaking a number of presidents' hands over the years, both Republicans uh, and Democrats. So my final question to you, Congressman Engel. No, you uh, have not. Excuse me. talking to me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you had been talking to me about standing on the aisle and shaking hands. No, I'm sorry, Congresswoman Maxine okay. Waters. Yes, uh, I'm talking okay. to Congressman Engel, who has okay. stood there and we've shown over the years. Okay. I'm Thank sorry about you. that uh, for the confusion. Sure. He is wrapping his arms around Putin uh, while uh, Putin is continuing uh, to advance uh, into Korea. Our millennials are a force. I recognize it. And I was the millennial once. No longer, of course, I was the millennial once. I do not wish to debate 
I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter of no debate. There is no debate. The gentlewoman will suspend. There you I have not called for impeachment. You said uh, I'm going to fight I, every day until he's impeached. That's what you tweeted. Yeah, but here's what I've said. My greatest desire is to lead him right into impeachment. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. That's why I nominate Maxine Waters to be our next president. Because again, Maxine Waters let you know that she is a strong black woman. I'm a strong black woman. I'm a strong black woman. Should be out of a job. Should get a real job. So anyway, who else? We Oh, and we, we can't leave out the other really big cheese here, Al Franken. There's not a lot for me to say about Al Franken. Um, but again, I do have a video that will say quite a bit about Al Franken. Let's go ahead and get to that. And I'm going to play that one for you as well. If you're the victim of sexual assault, it's very difficult to go to the police. Women often have to endure hours of evidence being collected from their bodies. That's commonly called a rape kit. What's not commonly known is that until last year, many victims had to pay for their own rape kits. It was Senator Al Franken who got this practice outlawed. He understood this was a matter of common sense and common decency. Franken and I approve this message. There you go, the wonderful Al Franken. It is the Al Franken generation, and it's time for you to ask yourself what can you do for Al Franken? You know, he was as terrible a comedian as I think he is a, a senator. Um, I don't know, it's hard to tell which would be worse. Uh, but he's kind of a clown and funny, and he's a buffoon. And obviously, the Democrats have uh, go ahead and they got that whole uh, caravan of wagons uh, that are circling him to protect him, along with Conyers. Because you see, along with Clinton, you see, along with Ten Ted Kennedy, because these people are powerful political icons, and it's okay for them to abuse whoever the hell they want. Not you. You can't do that because you're not an elitist, you're not brilliant. You're not smart. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just one of them. If there's a way they could circumvent voting for, for, for elections, then they would. Because you don't count. They count. That's why D.C.'s become the wealthiest um, area in the United States to live. There's more money. All their friends are working. They can't understand why people are having so many issues. And if you're having an issue, uh, the Democrats will be very happy to throw a bone to you so that you can meagerly survive and keep you on the dole. 
That's the new plantation. That's the democratic plantation for you. That's how all that works. So we've pretty much covered the gamut with the current uh, political, sexual um, uh, harassment people out there right now. And I'm sure there's more to come. And um, the, the, the only other thing you can talk to, uh, talk about a little bit here is is the media. And um, we certainly can do that. Let's go ahead. I think there is an article here. Let me pull it and see what we got here. Yeah, this one is about Harvey Weinstein. And basically, you know who he is. He is uh, he's the Stalinist emperor of Hollywood, you know, who uh, he's made movies worthy of. Uh, like He has a lot of good credentials behind 30 Oscar nominations. Um, he is Hollywood regarded him as coming in just after Steven Spielberg and right before God. <laughs> I love that. That's a great quote. Anyway, now here he comes. He's uh, staging a new movie here. And this is, of course, a more sinister movie um, uh, with sinister entanglements and highly organized Weinstein counterattacks against accusers and reporters. Um, it's a story that's laced with spies and agents from private intelligence agency called Black Cube whose roster is, was, is largely trained by Mossad, the famous Israeli spoiler, Doc Plots, and Parlous Intrigue. Do you remember? This sounds like a, like a movie, like we're going to be doing a movie here. Um, and basically, um, he has like an army of spies. This is, this is like more, this should have been a, a, a thriller. This is what I'm saying. This is better than a James Bond thriller. Um, uh, it, it says, but the tale doesn't have the slickness and the savoir-faire or the elegance of Bond. James Bond. There's only a fat, pathetic, old Jew with a scraggly beard who's armed with power, money, and has a lot of connections, tentacles that reach deep into the culture of Hollywood and Washington because these folks pay the Democrats tons of money, tons of money. And of course, these uh, sexual harassers are their equal opportunity um, villains and they cross um, then they can easily cross partisan lines um, the uh, hashtag me too movement created a you know uh, an anarchy of of, of accusations and uh, and it, it was obviously a, a horrible thing for women to realize <laughs> you know if you have blinders on uh, you realize that certain things if you live not to put it this way if you live in the dark when per people turn the light on then it becomes obvious about all the filth that's there and uh, you know that's that's what's going on you know and the other thing that's kind of weird with me is that these the, the the people that would be probably the most likely not to engage in these activities is the religious right christians not that they don't but way 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 less they are the people that probably would not and who do the democrats love more than spending someone else's money on someone else what do they love more than that guess guess what they love more than that i'm gonna leave it to you you can call me up and tell me 800-699-0980 but basically they just love it they just love it when republicans have an issue but basically, they stay clear of everything because, again, they are just the big elitists. And it's kind of sad to say, but it's true to say. 
and then we have uh, Matt Lauer. Now, Matt Lauer actually, Matt Lauer was, was disappointing to me uh, because I know Matt Lauer. I don't know him well. I don't know him personally. He wouldn't know who I was if, I, if his, my name was mentioned to him. But I come to Matt Lauer in an interesting way. I was for a long period of time extremely close friends with his stepbrother. And I knew Bob Lauer, his father. He was a real nice guy, a sweetheart of the man. And when he got, became ill with cancer, Matt started to spend some time at the hospice unit down here. And I went with my friend and I would go every now and then and I met him. I was invited to one or two fundraisers he did actually for hospice. And it's really surprising to me, but you never know anybody. You never know really what, what's going on, you know. Um, Meredith uh, Vieira said uh, once in an interview when she, she was uh, on the show with Matt Lauer, she said, you know, I was in the, when you were in the office, you had this big bag of sex toys. And Matt Lauer very quickly said, oh, yeah, they were for some, somebody who was going to be on the air. Okay, now it turns out that he had actually a button under his desk that locked the doors. Now, I don't know if he was locking the doors to keep the women in, which I doubt, or to prevent people from walking in on him. But there's so many weird things. And just... Like most Democrats, like I said, Bernie, uh, all, all for, uh, um, um, uh, for civil rights and all that, then moves into an area where there are very, very few black people. It's the same thing <clears throat> here with Matt Lauer. You see, you can be horrific and terrible at what you do and abuse women, but it's okay for me. I don't have to have that issue. I don't, that's not a concern with me. And let me go ahead and I, I got that too up here. Let me see if I can cue it up. Yes, we do. And this is very interesting. You should listen to this. It's amazing. It's Bill O'Reilly. You were probably the last guy in the world that they wanted to fire because you were the guy that the ratings and the revenues were built on. You carried that network on your shoulders for a lot of years. So doesn't it seem safe to assume that the people at Fox News were given a piece of information or given some evidence that simply made it impossible for you to stay on at Fox News. I, I, that's a false assumption. There isn't any. Um, but you don't let your number one like guy that. go sure you unless do. you have yeah, information that you think makes him. That's not true. Hadass, he was tough on Bill O'Reilly. I remember that interview. Do you, do you watch that differently now? I mean, it, I was just just watching it now. I thought, wow, if you. So there you go again. Hypocrites. Absolute hypocrites. Yes, we really love women because we can sexually abuse them. That should be actually what they're saying. Well, they can't say that. It's the Republicans. They have a war on women, you see. Whenever you hear a Democrat or a leftist speak about something that's horrific, that's because it's in their mindset to do it. For instance, colluding with Russia. Well, Ted Kennedy did that. You know, folks, you may not know that, but Ted Kennedy did that. After the fall of the Soviet Union, there are certain documents that the KGB had that came to light. And one of them was the fact that Ted Kennedy directly contacted Moscow to see if there was a way that they could help him defeat Ronald Reagan. Absolute collusion with them. Absolute collusion with them. So when they go ahead and blame Trump from that, that's because they've done it already. And that's how they work with everything. They've done it already. Everything is in their mindset. So when they go ahead and say these ridiculous things, that's because they have done them. They've done them. So they, they, they feel that they're okay. So basically, <clears throat> to kind of sum everything up that we talked about tonight is, um, why is this actually happening? Why are the Democrats supporting uh, Conyers and Al Franken? Why are they doing that? At the same time, uh, 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 you know, uh, 
trying to kill, along with the Republicans, uh, Judge Moore and his uh, race for the Senate. It's all allegations, you know. That's just talk. That's what we do here for fun and entertainment. That ought not be what's done in, uh, in uh, the Senate, in our government, and in uh, the courts of the United States. But here, yeah, we do talk, we do go ahead and we do allegations and all of that. But it seems that these allegations now, and I, I believe this with everyone who I've just mentioned, um, they need to be proven. And uh, to do that would be difficult because that means you would need to go to court to do that. That's one of the reasons why um, Gloria Allred, who is uh, um, Moore's attorney, uh, 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 who's the, representing this woman who, who's claiming that Moore uh, uh, sexually abused her when she was in high school, you know, they said, he said he never talked to her. And they go, well, yes, he did. Here, look, he even signed her yearbook. And so the attorneys on the other side say, of course, well, then let's take a look at the yearbook. Please bring it in and we'll examine it. We'll see what the ink is. We'll see when the ink was done. We'll see if you're right or not. And they have no intentions of doing that. They don't want to do that. They don't want this to be played into, the, into a court of law. They want to, this to be played into the court of public opinion. That's where they want the verdicts to be read. You know, I think uh, I read one other article that said, oh, yeah, they're willing to go ahead and talk to the Senate about it. Well, the Senate is like like with Clinton. They, they don't have to go ahead and put you under oath or anything like that. And again, that is all political nonsense to try to bring down a duly elected and established president of the United States. So where is all this going? Why is this all happening? I mean, you know, um, Nancy Pelosi is standing by these folks. It's unbelievable what really is going on with it. You know, you can't believe it, uh, but it's true. Um, all of a sudden, liberals are concerned about Bill Clinton and about his behavior. Maybe we shouldn't have let that go. Oh, really? You mean accepting oral sex from an intern in the o Oval Office? <laughs> you should call it the Oral Office. That's a new name for it, I think. You know, that should be a new name for it. Uh, I'm not going to go through this article, save it for some other time. Um, but basically, what's going on here? And I can throw out just a couple of things that I think may be part of this. And I can go both ways with this, and I'll leave you with these thoughts for you to think about next week, and you can let me know about it. Oh, by the way, feel free, please, to go ahead and like us um, and become a part of our Facebook crew. It's facebook.com forward slash Michael Blum Show, and also on Twitter, it's at Michael Blum Show. Go ahead and do that so that you can go ahead and get these uh, uh, these little gems that we talk about and actually become part of the show if you'd like um, in the future. So go ahead and like us with those things and go ahead and follow us. I would like to build this program back up. I know I'm going to be on and off here because of the holidays, but um, starting next year, I want to really rev it up and we'll get a couple of guests back on the air with us. And you too can be a guest if you have an interesting story to say. Just let me know about it. But <clears throat> I look at this two ways. One is that no one really knows what draining the swamp looks like because it's not been done before. Perhaps some of this is a way that's being used to drain the swamp. Not been successful yet because Conyers is there, Maxine Waters is there, um, um, who did I just, Al Franken is there, and I'm sure there are other people that are there that have done these terrible things. Um, gosh, who was the guy who just resigned? Nunez? Gutierrez? I don't remember who it was. That's interesting, too. Maybe we'll talk about that next week a little bit, if that's still in the news cycle, because things happen very, very quickly. Now, the other thing that I think of is the opposite. This is not something that actually that's a Trump thing that would help him. I think instead, 
and I don't know why, but if the Democrats actually get rid of Al Franken, get rid of Conyers, and actually clean house and say that this is not acceptable and get rid of them, I think they're going to try to build the case that if you said something, then that's grounds for impeachment. You don't have to actually do I mean, you know, I had to, like liberal friends. What's the difference between what Trump did and what these guys did? And the difference is Trump said it. He didn't do it. He said and explained exactly why this is all happening. But people hate him so much, they're too thick to actually listen. He said basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically, when you have this much power and this much money, women will let you do what you want. You could actually grab them by the genitals and that's okay with them. He didn't do it. He just said it. These guys do it. Sad, but absolutely true. These guys do it. So anyway, I'm going to sign off for now. I uh, hope everyone had a good time here today, and uh, we will be speaking to you, uh, oh, I guess next Monday. We're going to go ahead and do this all again here on the show, and we hope to see you then. And remember, everything in life for you is possible. Fewer things are probable. But one thing is for certain, and that's that you are alive. So go out and live life to its fullest, because tomorrow is promised to nobody.